Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Taking Care of Business podcast. My name is Renee Shagnon, and I am NHPA's Retail Engagement Specialist and also a producer of this podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have this guest on. Clara Collins is the Operations Manager of SW Collins Company, her family's 178-year-old five-location lumber and hardware business in Maine. Since she officially became the sixth generation to work for the business, she's mastered a number of roles and made several improvements. I'm so excited to have Clara on the episode today. Um, But first, let's listen to a word from our sponsor and we'll dive into this uh, conversation. When you grow a garden with Schultz products, you reap a bountiful crop of benefits for your customer and your business. The signature dropper applicator allows you to feed every time you water. Just seven drops per quart of water delivers vital micronutrients every time you feed. Schultz Liquid Plant Food is available through hardware co-ops and lawn and garden distributors nationwide. For more information, go to knoxfurt.com Schultz. Welcome to the Taking Care of Business podcast, Claire. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about who you are? Hi, Renee. Yeah, I'm so excited and honored to to be asked to be on the podcast today. So thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, So I grew up in northern Maine. I went to school here and whatnot. And then after graduating high school, moved down to Boston, where I attended Northeastern University, um, Mm -hmm. focusing, concentrating in finance and supply chain and was able to participate in their co-op program and get a variety of experiences in different industries and positions. And um, before coming back home, um, I was able to work for a power tool company. Um, And then when COVID hit, kind of fast-tracked my decision to move home. I was in the city, but not able to see friends or go to any sports games or do anything. So to uh, my dad's happiness. I was able to come home a little earlier in uh, September of 2020 and get started in the family business. I love that. Um, So what was, what were some of your favorite things while you were in Boston and kind of getting some different experiences? Cause I feel like I've talked to a lot of retailers where, um, you know, maybe they have kids that they want to be involved, but they're like, I want them to go out and explore the world and try things outside of our business first. Was that part of your decision um, going to school and doing all that? Definitely. Um, I mean, I always knew I wanted to come home and take over it eventually. But yeah, one important thing for me was to get to experience a city and get to ensure that, okay, I do want to live up in Northern Maine where we are further yeah. from certain amenities and whatnot, but have the opportunity to go and, and live that lifestyle. But also at Northeastern, um, a lot of the professors were people who had been in industry. So getting to learn from them and make those connections and not have it just be textbook and then a multiple choice quiz, very case study, real life scenario sure. situations, um, working with different companies on helping them overcome challenges for some projects. And a lot of my um, my college projects, we got to pick our own topics. So my groups, a lot of the time actually ended up focusing on SW Collins company and yeah. making proposals for different challenges or case study that we did on them. So it was really, really great to get to, to go down there. And I would definitely recommend to anybody who is going to be joining their family business to get outside experience, because a lot of the experiences I had, whether it was with Liberty Mutual or Johnson Johnson, um, or I worked for Tektronic Industries, which is the parent company of Milwaukee Tool for a while, um, mm-hmm. and get to see how different companies, but also different managers 
do things and yeah. what I did like and what I didn't like and how kind of shape what kind of a manager and leader I wanted to be. Um, sure. So I was definitely very grateful to get those experiences. Totally. And I feel like too, now that you've been able to work on the manufacturing side of things too, you probably have a different understanding as a retailer than you would have before because you saw some of that stuff from the manufacturers um, with, with, was it Tectonic Industries? Yeah, Tektronic. So they're the parent okay. company of like Milwaukee and Rio okay. and whatnot. So sure. Well, that's so cool. So so it sounds like when you were growing up, did you always know that you wanted to work in the business? Um, it sounds like that was an interest of yours going into college and everything. But like, what are some of your earliest memories in in the store or one of the stores or just in general being in a family business? Like what made you want to rejoin and and continue to lead it forward? Yeah. So I, I definitely didn't want to join the business and it's always shaped the decisions that I've made, whether it's where I went to school and what I did for there, but also just, okay, focusing on sports and school and wanting to always strive to do my best. So that way I could learn as much to bring as much back to the company. Um, my earliest memories, oh gosh, definitely remember statement days, getting to come in and help stuff okay. envelopes so we could get yeah. those out, but also helping on the floor, whether it was mixing paint, cutting keys, putting away freight, sweeping the warehouse, loading up cars, kind of able to learn all the the different aspects of it. And one thing that I learned in one of my co-ops was you have to learn the business before you can run the business. And I think that's something that sure. my dad and my grandpa really uh really kind of impressed upon us too, was making sure that, you know, the ins and outs and how the business needs to operate. Um, and sure. so, yeah, and I think a big driver for me wanting to be able to come back and work in the business is because, I mean, we've been around for, like you said, 178 years yeah. and it's kind of all I've ever known is having the company yeah. here to help be a part of the community and members of the community and help service and provide what the community needs. And that's a really big, it's something important to my family, but also to all of our pioneers that work in our, in our company. So. Sure. So when you were growing up, has there always been five locations or, or when did the company grow from however many to where you're at now? Yeah. So when I first came into the picture, there were two mm -hmm. locations, um, Caribou and Presque Isle. And then okay. as I was growing up, it started in the mid 2000s. Um, mm -hmm. We acquired our Holton location. And then we, my senior year of high school is when we acquired Lincoln. And that was a really exciting time for me because during the summer in between high school and college, and then between my freshman and sophomore year of college, I was able to go help kind of stock those shelves for the first time, yeah. meet all the people, really be a part of that initial kickoff of the brand new store, which was really exciting. Um, and I think totally it's gone a long way too, for me with now going and working with those same people almost 10 years later and yeah. having the opportunity and hearing them tell stories of, yeah, Clara was there helping put away caulking when we first got the new store and kind of not only just saying, oh yeah, we're all in this together, but it's kind of a testament to, yeah, we're all, whatever it takes to get the job done, we're all going to do. Sure. Um, yeah. That's so cool. So um, just just so I can have a picture and maybe for our listeners that aren't as geographically inclined like myself, um, I've been to Maine once. Uh, I did a New England road trip a couple of years ago and Maine was by far, I think, the prettiest state. I wish I had more time there. So 
maybe one of these days we'll get back and visit one of your stores. But are you guys like at the like northern part or like where all are your locations? Are they very spread out? Like kind of give me give me and the listeners a bit of a picture so they can maybe understand. Yeah, well, I definitely would agree that Maine is a gorgeous state and anybody who wants to come visit, we would love to have them. Yes. Um, that's my other unofficial job is that I'm trying to recruit people to come to Maine. Yes. Um, but so we span from the very tip of the state, um, right at okay. the top of Route 1 that goes all the way down to Florida. Um, yeah. That's, Kent, that's our most northern location um, and our newest acquisition that we had. Um, and then about 45 minutes to an hour, depends on who's driving, south yeah. is our Caribou store. Um, about okay. 15, 20 minutes south of that is our Prescott store. Sure. Another 45 minutes south there is our Holton store, which is at the end of 95 before it crosses into to Canada. Um, yeah. And then our Lincoln store is actually in Penobscot County. It's our only one in northern Penobscot County, um, which is about... Not sure if you went near Bangor, but it's about 40 minutes north of Bangor. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think that's where we work. That, is that the capital? Uh, Augusta's the capital. Okay. But ba- I think everyone just knows of or has heard of Bangor and then Portland. I've been to Portland. Yeah. So Portland oh, was cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool. Um, so having a nearly 200 year old family business is not a small feat. Like that is really cool to me and getting to talk to someone who's been involved in their family business that has been on for that long. Like what do you think has allowed your family to continue to thrive and serve your communities? Um, Like I'm someone that's always really fascinated by history in general. And like I've dug into like ancestry.com and things like that. So you have a unique thing in that you can look back and hear about your, you know, whatever generation back and go, oh, yeah, they were working in the business that I'm working in. Not many people can say that. So maybe tell me about that uh, connection that you have to to the generations before you and just the history of what your business has been and continues to do. Yeah. Uh, so I think one thing that's really important, not only for myself, but also for like my dad, my uncle, my cousin, and all our pioneers and the generations that have come before us is the connection to our mission. Um, mm-hmm. It's Our mission is to strive to be active and positive influence in the communities in which we live and work. And yeah. the central part of that is to be a part of that community and help service whatever they need so when we first sure. started we were lumber and grist mill and then yeah we floating logs down the river actually i have a picture behind me but oh that's so cool down the river and planning them and getting them out and then it turned into okay well we're going to expand and have a general store and we're yeah. going to offer molasses and whatever else people were drinking and eating back then yeah um, and then continuing to evolve and grow over the years and expand into after World War II, we became a construction company to build homes for people to live in because everybody was coming Mm -hmm. back from the war and needed homes. And we did farming for a little while and just kind of whatever the community has needed has been the central part of how can we serve them to make them be be able to thrive. And uh, one thing that my dad has always said is that we're just stewards of the business Mm -hmm. we are our main responsibility is to continue to grow it and build it so that the next leaders can continue to do the same so that we can be a part of our communities and that's something that i think he definitely got from his dad who i'm sure got from his dad and so yeah it's we have a little little history book that oh i love that 
sometimes and see the old pictures and the the stories of fires and floods and how while some challenges have obviously changed and technology has made things evolve kind of the core of things has been able to stay the same yeah the resilience too to be able to last that long and continue to find new ways to evolve and change i find that really really fascinating so then you you have that book there did you guys create that for an anniversary or was it just something like do you have someone in your business it's almost like the the archivist of the of the company that saves and and like shares that kind of information. Yeah, so this was for our 150th anniversary, uh, uh-huh. so 1994 actually. I don't know for certain who put it together. Um, I know my grandmother definitely helped supply pictures yeah. and fill in some gaps there, but I'm not certain who was the author on that. But yeah, I'm sure we'll be. We'll be doing another one here soon, but for, for 200. Yeah. You got to get ready. Exactly. <laughs> I have to start planning now and talking to people. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. No, but my dad does. Um, we have minutes at our board of directors meetings and it's always kind of like a recap of, Hey, what's happened? What have we invested in? What challenges have we faced? Obviously in 2020, the pandemic was a part of it. Well, and yeah. continues to, to be a part of it with the challenges that we're facing and, Sure. It's, um, we definitely do our best to try to preserve that history. And because I mean, once, you know, it's something we want to be able to hang on to and also learn from totally in the future generation. Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you mind telling us a little bit more about the five stores? I know we talked about how you expanded and and all that, but um, what do they each serve kind of a different type of audience? Like what are the what's the primary customers or kind of what's the makeup of these stores? Do they, if you walk into one and you walked into another, do they seem pretty similar? Um, and just maybe tell us a little bit about managing and, and operating, you know, going from one or two stores to five now. Yeah. So we try to keep the stores obviously as consistent operationally as we can. Um, mm-hmm. We want to make sure that if one store is doing something really well, that we're taking that and implementing that in the sure. other stores. And that's part of my main responsibilities is to make sure that we are being efficient and learning from each other. And there's obviously benefits of having five stores because yeah, everybody's going to have their own strengths, but we can learn from each other um, on that. Totally. Our customer mix definitely varies by location to location. Um, overall, mm-hmm. though, it's pretty split between pro contractor and home DIYer. Um, sure. But just the percentage mix changes a little bit yeah. there. Um, can never have enough contractors. <laughs> I know. I know. I noticed um, you've been mentioning, too, with your employees, you call them pioneers. Is that kind of like like every store has a different verbiage. So do you consider the employees that work for your business, the pioneers of the business? Is that how you kind of have like labeled it? Yeah. So we, we call ourselves the pioneer lumberyard. And so okay. all of our, our employees are pioneers. So yeah, that. that's our, that's our name for it. So I should have said that before. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just wanted to make sure. Cause I know you'd mentioned it. I didn't know if it was like a main thing or anything. Um, Cause everyone has different verbiage for things. Definitely. Yeah. And I think part of that too is one thing that we try to encourage all of our pioneers to do is if they have an idea to share it, whether it's a new product, a new way of doing something or sure. new way of moving material, storing it, whatever it might be, we want everybody to know that they have that opportunity to do that. And it's not limited to 
just managers. Um, yeah. And back to what I was saying before about it takes everybody working together to get the job done. We all kind of have to wear multiple hats at a time. At the end of the day, we're all here to service our communities and our customers and make sure that we're here to support them. So whatever it kind of takes for us to get that done. Um, so yeah, we, we use pioneers to, as no, I love that. That's fun. Um, so I guess how many pioneers then do you have across your five stores and then what's that team like as a whole? It sounds like it's a very collaborative and open, um, team that you want people to feel comfortable uh, talking about ideas or or bringing different things to the table. Um, how do you kind of communicate with with that large of a group? Um, so yeah, just about how many employees and, and just about what the team's like as a whole would be great. Yeah. So we have over 100 employees um, during okay. the summer season when we get our college, high school, seasonal part-time help to come in and, and fill some gaps. It definitely gets up closer probably to like 125. Um, but it's it definitely the culture varies a little bit location to location just with the sure. different communities and the people, but um, the values and the commitment to our mission um, is consistent. We definitely reinforce it across sure. all of our locations. Um, I think in terms of like communication, we – I travel around to all our locations um, and mm -hmm. work alongside our pioneers um, and try to do our best to stay engaged and keep the channels open, whether it's me in person or we all mm -hmm. have Teams chats and text message and they all have yeah. my cell phone and we have the direct calls and we um, we used to do it monthly, but we've switched it to doing it bi-monthly, um, a uh -huh. pioneer newsletter that we send out with an update cool. from my dad, the president, a safety update, a sales update, and shout out pioneer successes and anniversaries and birthdays. And if somebody has a baby, it gets shouted out in there or other yeah. gets a puppy. Fun life. Oh, I love things. that. Yeah, it, it keeps it fun. <laughs> it's a nice yeah, way to totally. all the stores, especially where it could take you probably depends on what route you go, but four to five hours to get from our southernmost store to our northernmost. So wow, obviously it's hard to get all of our pioneers together. Um, but mm -hmm. obviously when we do, it's a fun time, but the newsletter yeah. kind of helps bridge that and keep everybody um, connected. Sure. So do you then sometimes have you had over the years and maybe it hasn't been lately, but like, would you host an event and bring everyone together type of thing here and there? Yeah. So pre-COVID, we definitely did it more than sure. now, but we used to do, and I remember these as a kid, the annual staff party up at the lake. Um, oh, fun. We all get together and have burgers or have the rib crib truck come and just get to yeah. spend the afternoon having fun going out in the boat and eating good food and spending time together. Um, yeah. I definitely miss all the sweets we used to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds, so, that sounds like so much fun, you know, hearing you talk about your team, it sounds like it's very much a, a family environment and everyone feels very comfortable. Um, you know, I'm talking to a lot of retailers right now. And one of the biggest challenges that I have heard, and I know a lot of people um, in our industry are talking about is hiring and retaining employees is really hard. Um, what's that been like for you guys? And do you have like a strategy to, um, you know, avoid the, the issues that a lot of retailers just in general are facing right now? 
Yeah, so that's definitely uh, a challenge that we've been facing, especially where we're located geographically. There's a positive of COVID is that more people have been moving to the area than in the Mm -hmm. past, but there's still a lot of that younger generation that is leaving um, and working to get them back. Um, Fortunately, we do have a lot of people with our company, Pioneers, who have been with us for my whole life. Um, Some of them I've never known them not to be here, which is sure. really, really fortunate. Um, and we do obviously have a, a younger influx of people coming to the company, which is also exciting and seeing how the different generations work yeah. together. Um, but I think definitely our hardest position to hire right now would be drivers, um, especially okay. those CDL drivers where, I mean, it's no secret there's the shortage out there, but yeah, uh, we're definitely having to take a look at our benefits and uh, how we're doing things and getting creative, whether it's having more flexibility with schedules or Mm -hmm. doing more part-time people and changing full-time schedules or bringing on more seasonal um, help and expanding to see, okay, what kind of internships can we offer and how can we convert those people into full-time and just constantly looking to to grow even in positions that we aren't necessarily hiring in. Um, If every candidate comes along, you don't want to lose them. Yeah. We'll take them because you never know what the needs are going to be. And we're always looking for creating new positions too. And how, as our needs of our business evolve, okay, how do, does our team composition need to evolve? Um, Sure. And we've been very fortunate in the last few months, we've brought on some amazing additions to our pioneer team that have already made strides of improvements and just, they've been wonderful additions. So how have you found some of those, um, you know, I know you mentioned you have some some younger members that have joined on. Um, what are some, do you have like specific recruiting tactics or things you use? Is it mainly just like online posts or getting involved in like going to college fairs? Like what, what kind of things are you guys doing? Yeah, so we, we do a little bit of a mix. Um, we do definitely the online posting, Facebook, Indeed, LinkedIn, all over the place. Um, but we also, we've worked with, um, there's a group in the area called the Rustic Partnership that we've worked with mm-hmm. to do at high school level um, in classroom yeah. presentations or going to, we have a lot of regional vocational schools that will go to their career sure. fairs or we have a few local universities. So going to there and having a booth set up. And even if you just make a yeah. couple connections, that's sure that could turn into great pioneers and great long-term um, contributors. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know some people too are starting to um, look at different communities. So they might be hiring um, retirees that are, have all these skills and all this knowledge and saying, Hey, will you at least work part-time and, and help in an, in a department that we have to help, promote something that others might not know. So I don't know. You probably are doing a little bit of that too. Yeah, no. And I think there's people who did exit the workplace and are coming back Mm -hmm. now just with the rising costs of everything. They don't have a choice. And also with people who are looking for career changes, if they're getting burnt out in their other profession or industry and wanting a change of pace. But to your point with the retirees, I think that's a huge opportunity, especially in our industry where maybe somebody can't swing a hammer 14 hours yeah. a day anymore, but they have all this wealth of knowledge yes. that would be so applicable in our, yeah. our settings. So no, yeah. I think that's a huge opportunity for sure. Mm-hmm. 
So working in a family business isn't always easy, I'm sure. I'm sure you love it, but there's there's aspects. <laughs> um, what would you say are some of those challenges and what do you love the most about it? To end on a good note. Yeah. Um, well, one challenge that I'm sure is not unique to our mm-hmm. family um, is turning it off. Is when, yeah. okay, you're going out to dinner, you're going over to mom and dad's for dinner and not talking about work the whole time and not talking about like, oh, well, what are we going to do here? Oh, I had this idea and how we can improve X, Y, Z and understand, yeah. okay, well, let's take a break. Let's talk about something else. And sometimes like, well, there's nothing else going on in my life, but yeah. we always find ways to, to work around that. And I think it's also one of the, the nice parts about it is... Um, especially when being new to a company or an organization, I can be sometimes slower to share my ideas and whatnot, but coming into here, I definitely have more confidence where one, I've known these people forever. Um, sure. But I also know that they're going to give me honest feedback and they're going to be straight up with me and say, no, that, that doesn't make sense. Or, Oh, well, we've tried that. Or what if we try this or help coach me to, to be better um, and not, mm-hmm. not be worried that I'm going to, run out the door. But yeah. uh, I think being also able for myself to do that and have that confidence to share those ideas has helped the younger people in the mm-hmm. organization see, okay, well, I can share ideas too. Like they're going to listen to it and bridging sure. that gap kind of between the generations and whatnot. Um, yeah. But I definitely feel very fortunate to get to work alongside my dad every day. Um, yeah. All three of my sisters live overseas. So it's definitely oh, nice wow. to get to almost my dad and my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was just going to ask you if you had any other siblings. So are you kind of, have you always been the one of your, is there four of you then? Yeah. Have you always been the one that was like, I want to be in the family business? It sounds like they're, are they in Europe or different places overseas? It sounds like. Yeah, they, they, they all worked in the in the company growing up in in high school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but their interests and passions have taken them elsewhere, which is wonderful because when I get yeah. to go visit, it's great. <laughs> yeah, you have a place to go. I love that. And then you said you work with your cousin too. Yeah. So my cousin and I, growing up together, we were the same age. Um, and so him, his dad, and my dad are kind of the fifth generation, and then the two sure. of us are the sixth generation. So it's, it's definitely a fun, a fun dynamic. No, I love that. That's so cool. Um, so what is your team? Um, how does your team, I guess, use data to help you make decisions in your business? Um, are there any types of like special technologies or things you use to help support, uh, your operation? I'd love to just learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we, we use a few different technologies um, and some of them have been brought on just in the last couple of years. Um, we use APS uh, to help mm-hmm. with our payroll and hiring, onboarding, um, kind of employee record management and all that. Um, it helps a lot. We can get different reports for whether it's longevity or turnover or overtime sure. um, and helping us look at that and seeing, okay, well, if X location is able to minimize their amount of inventory with this number of people, but this location has this much, many more people, but their overtime's up to here. Okay, what's going on? What are they doing operationally that we can improve? But also, is it a different customer mix? Is it a different volume? Um, So kind of Mm -hmm. being able to look at the numbers and the data and kind of get a full picture instead of just in little silos. Um, 
and we use Spruce uh, for our point of sale mm. software, which has a lot of really okay. great um, reporting features on there. Uh, and that can, obviously I'm still learning more and more about it, Yeah, but has a lot of really great reports on inventory and sales and a lot of the different um, aspects of the business. Um, and then we also use motive um, for GPS fleet tracking. Um, that's okay. something that we most recently brought our most recent edition, I would say, mm-hmm. um, which it's great because it has the uh, driver facing and road facing cameras. Um, sure. But it can also give like safety scores so it can help identify unsafe driving practices or mm-hmm. help you have those tough coachable conversations that need to happen um, to protect your drivers and yeah. uh, pedestrians and whoever else is on the road. So that's one that we're learning more and more about how to really use all the data that is out there, but there is a ton. Yeah. Um, and then of course we ha- use Microsoft 365, whether it's Teams, Excel, SharePoint, sure. uh, Word, Outlook, all of those different aspects, which helps. SharePoint has been a great improvement um, for helping us be able to have everything in one central location and have people have access to the resources and materials that they need to be able to do their jobs well. Um, Instead of having to hope that they have the most latest version saved on their desktop, it's all in one spot, which is great. Mm -hmm. So um, you mentioned having drivers. So then is that more because, um, because not every lumberyard I talked to has a fleet of drivers. So is it partially because you have five locations? Are they also like, do you, you don't, do you do your own, like, like, do you grow trees and then, and then uh, do all that. I, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, yeah. um, but, or do you have like uh, different sources that you get your lumber from? So we don't, we don't do the, the trees with the logs down the yeah. river anymore. Um, we yeah. get those all from the various mills in the area, but okay. we do have um, one tractor trailer truck that can go and pick up things at the local mills for us um, mm-hmm. as well as transfer material between our yards um but primarily our drivers are doing the moffet the boom box trucks all those various um vehicles that we have to get product to our customers job sites um and the tracking helps us know okay where they are so if joe calls up and is asking where's his delivery we can say okay well the truck left x minutes ago and it has one stop and that pulling it up on GPS, that one's done and he's hitting you next. So kind of helps improve the communication with our customers um, and being able to understand where things are at and provide better service to them. Totally. So in what ways, and you mentioned this earlier in the conversation and it sounds like it's like even part of your mission, but how does the SW Collins team um, support the communities it's present in? Do you do different like fundraisers or do you, do you have events or what are some of the ways that um, the, the company is involved in the communities in addition to obviously hiring and um, you know, offering employment for people, but like, what are some of the ways the company, um, is involved and present? Yeah. So that's definitely, like you said, a big part of our mission and kind of something that we are focusing on, um, all the time. One, one change that we actually just made this past year, um, when we were looking at our handbook is, we expanded our benefits to include eight hours a year of paid time off specifically to go volunteering. So that way they don't That's have great. to use their regular PTO, but we have so many pioneers that are active. 
whether it's mm-hmm. building dugouts or being a Shriner clown or whatever their passion is. Um, and we want to yeah. be able to help our pioneers take that time and be involved in their communities without having to give up in other areas. Um, so that's one thing that we do. Um, we also cool. have, yeah, I like it. <laughs> do um, you, do you cover that in your, in your newsletter too? Like if someone did something really fun and they took a photo, like, do you ever include that? Yeah. Any type of photos that people send, whether it's volunteering or they got a moose on the moose hunt last week, whatever it that's might be. Awesome. We, yeah. we include that in there. Um, and we, for in terms of like community support, we used to do a quarterly grant program um, and we actually just switched it to being semi-annually. Um, the mm-hmm. dollar amounts hasn't changed, but just to give companies and organizations, well, nonprofits and organizations more yeah. time to submit their applications. Um, but it's a program that our communities vote on and they choose mm-hmm. where the money's going to go. Um, and mm-hmm. it's like all tokens that they get to put in when they're do a transaction with us. Um, so that's, that's a, a fun one that we do. And that's $20,000 a year that we donate through Great. that program. Um, in addition to just general sponsorships of sure sports teams or parades or events and whatnot. Um, and I know we've been major contributors to various projects, whether it's the Big Rock Ski Mountain in Mars Hill, which is kind of centrally located mm-hmm. to our locations sure. or the new Caribou Community School that went up a couple of years ago. Just we want to make sure that we are helping support and invest in these critical parts of our communities to make us more attractive to people yeah. wanting to be here and whatnot. Totally. Um, so the grant program, so is it go to just one spe- and you said your customers vote on it. Does it go to like one specific thing? Like what's an example of a company or business nonprofit that you've supported in the past? Yeah. So we've done, so the way it works is there'll be up to three organizations. Um, sure. So we have these tubes um, by the front mm-hmm. counter of all of them that people can put their tokens in when they vote. During the pandemic, it went all online. And now I think we're doing a hybrid of it. But yeah, um, so the people will come in and they'll put their tokens in and that the percentages of tokens divvies up the percentage of the donation that we do oh, cool. um, to the organization. So we've done historical societies. We've done just different teams if they need it's whatever it's a project, whether it's Boy Scouts or there's been mm-hmm. a lot, quite a few of them. Um, yeah. That we've gotten yeah. to do kind of whatever the community needs and wants. Sure. So mentioning online, that made me think, and I, it wasn't even a question I had on here, but do you, is online a big part of your business or is that something that you've seen grow and, and evolve? So it's definitely something that we've seen grow and evolve and we're continuing to always take a look at um, the sure. best way to, to capitalize and make sure that it's providing the service to our customers. Cause I know I do a lot on my phone looking online yeah. at different things. So even if the customers at the end of the day going to come in and buy it on in our store, at least that the information can be as accurate um, as possible. And that's something that right now we're looking at upgrading and changing to make it more sure. user-friendly and more kind of encompassing of our whole product offering. Um, just the way it is mm-hmm. right now, it doesn't showcase everything that we have in our stores. Sure. Um, so that is an area that we are working on enhancing and investing. In. Yeah. 
And then since you have the five stores and this is kind of going off of that as well, it wasn't a question I necessarily had, but like, do you use social media as a way to stay connected with your customers um, and then show them a peek into what your, what your teams are like at your stores? Like, are, is, do you have social media platforms for each store or is it like a general company one and you'll share it from different places? So it's a general company one. Um, okay. So it's we have our marketing manager who kind of oversees that across all the locations. Um, mm-hmm. And we do do insights, whether it's into a sale or doing a pioneer spotlight or sure. highlighting different job postings. Or if we're looking for a driver, let's spotlight somebody who's yeah. been a driver with us and the career path that they've had within our company. Uh, sure. So we definitely kind of do a variety of highlighting promotions or tips or, Hey, get your driveway sealer before it's too late. Um, or sure. congratulating uh, pioneers on their 20th work anniversary. So it, yeah. it's a range of, of different things that we do. That's awesome. Um, so as retail continues to evolve and change, what, what do you think are some of the biggest things you and your team are focused on right now and kind of into that future? Yeah. Um, so obviously there's a lot of things that need to be taken care of right today, but not losing mm-hmm. sight of the future and yeah. the long-term growth and how we can set ourselves up to be successful, whether that's investing in the development and the education of our pioneers. We have our SWC University that we do annually from January mm-hmm. to April, where every Wednesday we have vendors and our internal pioneers just educate the team on different topics or products. Oh, and that's so cool. Whatever we, we need. Um, it's obviously our slower months up here because it's very snowy and cold, but yeah, we capitalize on that opportunity to be able to educate and set our pioneers up for success. So they have the tools and the knowledge that they need come the busy season. Yeah. Um, and we do, obviously we're investing in different technology. Like I said, we've brought on mm-hmm. a few in the last few years, but we're always looking at, other software and solutions and how as our needs evolve and the world changes and how things are done, what is going to be the best long-term solution and long-term partner for us um, to be able to be effective um, operationally. Um, And then obviously in equipment, we're constantly investing in different storage solutions on better ways to move product and buildings if they're needed or new trucks and equipment. Like we recently got a six story boom lift. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously we don't have many skyscrapers up here, but just so we can provide that service and have that capability to meet the needs. Yeah. Um, This is a question that uh, I didn't even think to ask, but like, what are the, 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 square footage or like what's the size just in general of the different stores are they all about the same like what what would someone see when they go to a sw collins store yeah so they are not all the same um okay obviously there's uh there's been some growth and changes i know our caribou store started out as the original store and then we were able to add on to it and make it a little bit bigger and we moved our mill workshop offsite up to the Loring Air Force Base um, and built a second warehouse. So we've been able to kind of grow and expand within the constraints of the different locations um, geographically. Um, Mm -hmm. Probably our biggest store is our Lincoln store. That was the one that we did in 2015 that we kind of built ground up, was able to really make it what we needed to and have ample space. 
Um, and then we have our, our Fort Kent store, which is located in a prime central spot. But that means that there's kind of more constraints in terms of sure. footprint that we could have there. But yeah, we get creative yeah. and find ways to, to work around it. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for clarifying. I just thought of that and I'm like, oh, that would be good to know. Um, and I love that you're mentioning kind of using technology uh, to seeing what what you might want to use in the future and what things can help your business. Um, and just to do a pitch from us, I don't know if you knew, um, next year we are going to be doing our first ever uh, conference that is going to be the NHPA conference. It's a tech conference. So it'll be two days in Dallas, Texas, and we're going to have vendors on site um, that the only vendors we're having are tech tech supply vendors. Um, we'll have a bunch of networking with retailers, and it's just going to be a chance to um, let retailers all get together um, across every different wholesale and, and co-op to learn. Um, but you mentioned tech, and so I had to throw that in there in case you or anyone who's listening is looking for those solutions. Um, you know, we're really trying to help our industry, and we've heard the same thing. I need to find some resources to use, so that's one of the things we'll be talking about. I'm taking a note right now and I will yeah. be looking into that. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you the link after so you can sign up and learn more. Um, but thank you again so much for your time to chat today um, and just learning more about your company. And I know I've worked with SW Collins and I, I recognize the logo. And um, so I know of you guys, but it's exciting to put a face and uh, a face to a name and uh, get to meet you virtually. Um, and hopefully one of these days I'll get to come to Maine and, and go into one of your stores. Um, we, I'm, I'm always doing road trips and visiting different retailers, uh, businesses across the country. Uh, we do a lot of NHPA on the road. So maybe we'll get back out to Maine one of these days. Cause it was, it was one of top of my list for most beautiful places. Um, I wish I could have seen a moose, but I didn't get to see a moose, but crossing fingers. It sounds like there's a lot out there. <laughs> I was say, you come up to our neck of the woods, we can definitely get you a moose. <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, um, is there anything we didn't cover that you, you want to share or anything you want to share with our listeners right now? Um, I think one, one, I guess one thing would be that we are obviously looking forward to another 175 years of continuing to be active in our communities and yeah. being able to work to pass the, the company and the legacy and the commitment on to the future leaders. So. Mm -hmm. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Clara. And uh, it was wonderful having you on the podcast. Thank you. It was great getting a chance to talk to you.